Well, I knew him uh, quite well. I met him several times when I was in my second term as ambassador to the United States. And I met him uh, more often, even after I became a private citizen, so to say. And he was out of a job, out of the previous job, of course. And he still was a figure of great importance in the world, giving advice, being consulted on many, many things. And I think one of the few people whom I knew who were outside of uh, government who still had quite a lot of influence on other world leaders and on events and so on and so forth. And I think that, for instance, his relationship with China and also with Israel mm-hmm. and other places in the world were, were examples of that. Uh, in brief, I would say he was the last of the great sta- statesmen. You know, it's been 50 years since he served as uh, Secretary of State for, for the American right. president, and yet he's still known by people today. And uh, as you said, he still had an impact. Uh, what was it about him and about his his position and jobs and, and that, that had such influence that, that lasted so long? Well, uh, I think I hinted at that before. Mm-hmm. First of all, he was very knowledgeable. His experience when he was in government was very, very determining and influential. He achieved great things, although there was criticism of some of these things, but he definitely achieved more great uh, uh, things and great results than almost any other uh, person in a similar job, at least in the last century or something like that, uh, with regards to the Middle East, the, the Yom Kippur War, among other things but also with regards to Vietnam and uh, the overall overall relationship, I think, between uh, the, the West and the East during the times of, uh, of the Cold War. So he was very, very knowledgeable. And he also, he never stopped writing and talking. For instance, one of his last important uh, uh, chapters or chapters in the book was about uh, artificial intelligence, which he published about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the subjects which is on everybody's mind today. Uh, so that, that's just another example. He was the first Jewish uh, U.S. Secretary of State. And, and people, in, looking back in history, were always wondering, did he support the Jewish state? I mean, looking back at the 1973 war, and he, and he was very tough on Israel, but also um, helpful. I would say that he was always very conscious and cognizant of his Jewish heritage, both from the times when he was a youngster in Nazi Germany And later on, when as part of the American uh, armed forces, he was part of the military government in post-war Germany. And uh, although he sometimes uh, made statements which were not very uh, agreeable to our uh, eyes, for instance, when he said to Nixon, I'm an American leader and not a Jewish leader, Mm -hmm. he was different from other Jewish officials or ex-Jewish officials, because some of them changed their uh, religion in the U.S. government, he never denied his Jewishness. And uh, 
I think this came very clearly to the fore in the Yom Kippur War, where even though there may have been some debates about this or that, about blocking or not blocking supplies. And I believe that it wasn't he who tried to block supplies to Israel, but uh, perhaps uh, more the Secretary of Defense, uh, Schlesinger. But that's a thing which uh, they will continue to debate per- for probably in heaven, mm-hmm. uh, who is really responsible. But if we look at the facts, the actual aid provided to Israel during the war, in critical moments, not just in arms and military supplies, but also in diplomatic aid, was unimaginably uh, important. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we look at the different phases of the war, and at that time I was a member of Knesset, but I did uh, join the army and went all the way to the Suez Canal. and And I remember how things at the time when he really with all the very close relationship he had with Sadat but he made it very clear to the Egyptians to Sadat that he would not support their position on the settlement of the war on the peace conditions on the uh, uh, military uh, deliberations uh, the military, uh, stationings uh, uh, on the metro of Ely, even making it possible for Israel to extend the fighting beyond the uh, predetermined or predecided or pre-suggested armistice uh, date, which is something which uh, we should remember also about armistice today. Mm-hmm. To give to, he gave Israel the possibility to really wrap up uh, uh, victory in the war, the war which had started very badly, but ended with a significant victory for Israel. Now, at the same time, he also looked after American interests in in respect of uh, minimizing or reducing the role of the Soviet Union in the Middle East, which of course, was also helping in Israel, Israel, because it was the Soviet Union which supported Egypt and supplied it with arms. And getting the Soviet Union out of the Middle East was both an American and Israeli interest. So he found the right sort of linkage between those two interests. And looking at it historically, actually, the decisions which he made uh, I would say, paved the way after several years to the establishment of the Israel-Egyptian Peace Treaty, which would not have occurred unless uh, the Yom Kippur War ended the way it ended. That's very interesting. And you, as a former member of Knesset and a veteran diplomat, uh, and you've seen these events, do you find it a little bit ironic that 50 years later we have another Jewish Secretary of State for the United States here actually today, and we have another war, and we're getting uh, supplied by the Americans as well, as if nothing has changed. Well, things have changed because uh, Israel is different, and our adversaries are different, Mm. and America is different. 
whether one likes it or not. It's not the United States uh, when it was the unipolar power of the world, the only unipolar powerful uh, member of the international community. It is a world where the Soviet Union has been replaced by a much weaker uh, Russia. It's a Soviet. It's a it's a new world where China is a major player, which it wasn't at that time. But some things are are hmm. similar, and uh, I want to tell you that um, when I met uh, Kissinger those last few years, mm-hmm. and my last meeting was not so long ago, uh, he always stressed that for Israel. Israel should always remember that security was the most important item, not peace. Not that he was against peace, but he put things in preference and in order and said, security first. Peace agreements are very important, but that's not the number one issue for Israel. What was he like as a person? Well, you know, uh, there are different uh, views about that. Of course, some people criticize and still criticize him today that he was a cynic but look cynicism is not only part of politics it's part of diplomacy mm-hmm. and uh, he his eyes were wide open he didn't pretend otherwise and uh, first of all he was so intelligent that for a person like me it was a pleasure just to to sit with him and talk with him mm-hmm. And uh, he had a sense of humor, as we all know. I think we all remember that. So how he was uh, with other people, I can't judge. I can only say how he was with me or how he was with one of my predecessors, Simchadinitz, right. who also had a good relationship in a very critical time, the critical time of the war, with a great deal of mutual trust. So, you know, I judge him. As I viewed him, not as I necessarily knew each and every detail of his uh, uh, of this human being. That's not for me to judge. 